We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. This is your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yep, yep. The other host is in the building, T.O. <laughs> building! <laughs> and we have three-time NBA champion, Ooh. Los Angeles Lakers. Showtime is in the <laughs> building, ladies and gentlemen. Byron Scott. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, man, brother. Pleasure to be here, This man. is our second Laker, pleasure right? Pleasure to be here. This is our second, la- well, third. I guess Mitch Richmond counts, even though he yeah, was... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, well, not really. He don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Mitch, you know what Mitch, 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 thank listen, you for clearing I'll that. I love Mitch. I love, I love The Rock. That's my boy. But nah, if you play a okay. year or two on the Lake, nah, that, okay. don't, well, that well, don't count as it don't being count. a Laker. No. Okay, well, no. Here's, here's the question that everybody's always talking about, right? You got your greatest Lakers of all time. They always throw Kobe and Magic and, and Kareem, right? And when Shaquille LeBron, O'Neal. With mm-hmm. Shaquille, when LeBron mm-hmm. got here, they wanted to throw him in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I had a problem with it. But everybody else is like, he should be. He won a ring in the mm-hmm. bubble. And I, so mm-hmm. you don't agree But it's to it. your point of what right. you're saying. Like, what does it take to be established or, or be known as like a, a lifetime Laker? Yes. You know what? Our, our standards are so different mm. than, than a lot of organizations. And, and I think that's what makes the Lakers organization special is because mm-hmm. just because LeBron is one of the greatest that ever played the game, mm-hmm. you put on a Laker uniform and you're there three or four years, you're still not going to be mentioned, in my opinion, as mm-hmm. one of the greatest Lakers. Yeah, that's, that's you, your, your opinion. Yeah, in my opinion, mm-hmm. longevity of being with an organization, right. to me, is a key. Tenure. Yeah, Tenure. Is, mm-hmm. is key. You know, he wins a second championship. Yeah, you could talk about him as one of the greatest Lakers, but still, in my in my yeah. mind, years. you got to be there. You yeah. know, you almost got to be a lifelong Laker. Let's, let's talk yeah. about this, this second championship, the, the second year he went, he's there and he wins the championship. Um, I, I, I stand, I... I was I it a real championship? That's, I, that's what I'm going to. I, I tend to stand with Pat Riley, who made this, this statement as well. Okay. It, it's, 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 it's questionable. Mm. It's a bubble championship. Yes, do you have, you know, the, the ring, the banner? But I think for a lot of people, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Pat Riley. There should be an asterisk Absolutely. You know, on that championship because there were just so many different variables and factors that went into that. You know what I mean? Yes. It, granted, like you said, we're not discounting right, LeBron's right, greatness. Right, Let right. me no, say that not right at all. Right. Not Where's at all. my camp? My camp? <laughs> <laughs> we're not disputing your greatness. But it, for me, it's but, just, it's yeah, just something. On there, yeah. Yeah, it's just not, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. But, but, T-O, I hear you. I, I hear you. I, I just wonder if Pat Riley and the Miami Heat won, would he be saying the same mm. thing? You know what I'm saying? So so if they True. beat the Lakers in the finals, now is he going to be saying, you know what, we really shouldn't take this championship or count this. It's the same thing with San Antonio with the 50-game season back right. in the day, and they beat New York. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking okay. about it. You know, it should be an asterisk. Right, right. Listen, I, I just believe as long as the playing field is even. Even. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shouldn't be an asterisk. Okay. I, I know it was a bubble and all that stuff, right, but right. everybody had to play it. Everybody right. had to go through the same situation. Right. So why is it the fact that the Lakers win, right. everybody wants to We're put an asterisk right or, or, you know, discount? Okay, well, I'm going to give you a reason why we yeah. put an asterisk Give me one. Give me because one. Because it's not an equal playing field because somebody of LeBron's age at the time needed that rest in order to rejuvenate his body, else his body would have started to tail in like it has in all of these other seasons since he's been at the Lakers. 
Okay, Come on. But, 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 you, you, but now listen. answer that, B. Scott. <laughs> answer that, B. Scott. But again, everybody got a chance to rest. But he needed it more. No, no. As, you as can't, a 35, 36-year-old. First of all, that 35, 36-year-old man keeps himself in shape better than most of them 25, 26-year-old yes, men. I agree with you on he that. He takes care of his body most, <laughs> better than most of those guys. Yeah, he puts sure. millions of dollars into yeah. making sure that he's able to play every right. single night. Now, he's a guy so that, yeah. there is the same playing field, okay. as far as I'm concerned. It's a level playing field. All those guys had the same opportunity to get as much rest as they could as well. Okay, right. yeah, I agree with that. Now, I, you you won. I lost that one. I'm 0 for 1 today. No I'm rebuttal. 0 for 1. No rebuttal. Zero. Uh, we'll talk about a level playing field. Let's talk about the three-point line. Right? Yeah. Again, back in the day, like I said, you, you shot the mid-range, which is now today's three-point mark yeah. pretty much. Yeah. How many points do you think you'd be averaging in today's game? Oh, wow. Um, with the Lakers Showtime team? With the... Uh, or just period? Just, just in period. general. Like, just yeah, in general. You're, you're playing in 25, nice. 26. Wow. That's... Because, again, I just... The way you shot the ball, just, the three-point line, what, three feet difference back in the day from now? No, it's, it's the same. It, they think, moved it up. They moved, well, they, moved it, they moved it where the original line, yes. and then they moved it up, but then they moved, moved it back. It back. Yeah, okay, right, So they right, moved right, it right. back to the original state that it was, you know, right. when they had it, right. you know, implemented into the NBA in the first right. place. I, I just know, you know, obviously the game is different. Right, you the know, game. It's a different the era. The three-point shot a weapon. wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, a weapon wasn't, for us, right, you know. Right. Big men were the focus right, of the uh, right. of right. Inside and outside. Inside out. And that's how right. we played. We went inside to Kareem, we went inside to James Worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, Magic, when he started posting up, we went inside and we played the game from the inside out. Right. The game today is played from the outside, outside in. in. Yes. You know, we never, in our wildest dreams, wouldn't have thought about coming down on a three-on-two fast break with no. me on this wing and James Worthy on this wing, Magic, and I'm going to stop over there and shoot right, a three. Right, right, right. I'm it trying to get a dunk or right. a layup. It's, yes. it's this. You hit the now, free throw line, we go you start to go to the basket. You know one. what I'm saying? Today's game. Oh, today they come down and they go straight there, <laughs> right, right. you know, and they're shooting three. It's right. just a different game. So if the game was played that way back when we played, mm -hmm. yeah, I would have 25, 26 points a game. Wow. Yeah, these guys are taking up really – Greater shots for good shots. Right. <laughs> oh, right. They pass up layups all day. Yeah, you right. see people exactly. run up under the basket. And you can no, see I don't want it. sometimes it will, in, in an essence, come out be a deciding factor in some games because right. you go back and you rewind tape, and especially if you're a coach, it's like, yo, if we go to the basket instead of going to the three point line where mm -hmm. they possibly miss, miss these shots, then like, that's a difference. That's a two, four point, point game swing. Well, if you, if you look at the percentages, you know, mm -hmm. you got a 90% chance of making a layup. <laughs> right. You right. got a 33% chance of making a three. Right. But mm -hmm. see, the analytics tells us that, all right, mm -hmm. he makes four or five layups, you know, but if you take 12 threes and you make them at that clip, mm. it's about the same, same amount of points. Point. Right, right. Okay, so out. you know what I mean? Right. So it kind of e evens itself out. Mm -hmm. well, the mid-range game is gone. Gone. It's, you know, it's either a dunk or a three-pointer. Yeah, it's That's either it. a layup or dunk or it's a three-pointer. Well, Only a few people are keeping that mid-game Absolutely. You got DeMar DeRozan, yeah. CP3, and uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. They're the ones that really just keep yeah. in that And, and Booker's game. trying to bring it back. Yeah. Right. You yes. know what I'm yes. saying? He, but yeah. all those guys you mentioned are guys that can create their own shots. Mm. You know, the guys that can't, you know, they're going to they, they play off of the stars. You know, mm -hmm. LeBron, he takes it to the basket. You know, everybody collapses. You're kicking it out to your three-point shooters because right. that's what they do. They catch and shoot. Mm -hmm. Whereas the three guys, I, I would put another one. Kawhi Leonard is another guy okay, you know, yeah. that gets to that mid-range game and can knock down those shots. Right. But those guys understand that those shots are just as important as you know, trying to shoot threes. And the percentage of them making those shots are a whole mm -hmm. lot higher than it is for them trying to shoot mm -hmm. threes. Wow. Well, yeah, and you are NBA Coach of the Year. Mm -hmm. So you tell us, has analytics ruined the game? Absolutely. <laughs> really? Absolutely. When did, when did you see it start to change? Uh, well, I, I really started to see it change when I got to the Lakers as a coach. Okay, yeah. You know, because they use that so much as a weapon, mm -hmm. you know, because of the, well, the analytics tells us. And I'm right. saying, well, I understand the analytics. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to shoot more threes. But you can't shoot more threes if you ain't guys, guys, guys can't that can't shoot. shoot. Three. Well, right. They can shoot them. They just but can't, they can't make, make them. them. <laughs> I said, so what is that analytics that telling you? Analytics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what is yeah. that telling you? Right. You telling me that we got to live by the analytics. And I'm telling you, mm -hmm. we don't have guys that can make threes on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. If I'm in Golden State, hell yeah. Then analytics. I, yeah, so, you know, yeah. I got Clay Thompson. I don't need analytics I got for that. Curry. Yeah. As a coach, I don't need that. Right. I know these guys can shoot. Right, right. So I think it's just giving 
some of the nerds, mm -hmm. so to speak, in the world, yeah. a, a place in the NBA when they wouldn't have had a place yeah. because of the numbers. Right. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? But as a purist and a guy who played the game and watches the game, yeah. You know, I'm looking at some guys like, okay, I know, you know, you guys got to shoot three, but you can't make them. Why would you keep Why shooting them? Why would you keep right. shooting right. them? For wow. example, let's go to game seven of the Boston and Miami Heat series. Right. We're talking about the three versus mm -hmm. going to make a layup. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Jimmy Butler's decision? Lad, his decision <laughs> to make that, you know, to shoot yeah. three yeah. versus, for me, who's one of the better finishers at the rim, creating contact, you know, creating fouls. What do you think about that decision for him? Take that three versus going in on an Al Horford and going in, possibly getting an and one to tie the game or, you know, obviously win it. Yeah, yeah. You know what, to be honest with you, I, I was smiling when he took the shot. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's, that's balls. Mm -hmm. Right. That's balls. You know, because he, because I'll tell you another guy who did the same exact thing, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Right, oh, right, right. Because right. right. you know, in his mind, it was, I'm going to end this right now. Yeah. I want to win this game right, right and now. I think that's what I want our viewers to hear and understand is that as a player, like I said, you don't think about analytics. Mm. You, you, right. you're, you're playing the flow of the game. You understand that this guy's been playing 40-plus minutes every night. Right, right. And he has an opportunity to ball in his hands. Send him home. This to win guy, the game. Send exactly. Him home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're, to your point, you're like, yo, I want to end this right now. I would, I would have took the shot. I would listen. I, I had Kyrie Irving mm -hmm. when I was coaching right. at Cleveland, yep. mm -hmm. and we were playing in Toronto, game tied. You know, and no, I think we, no, I think we're down two. Same, same type same of scenario. scenario. Mm -hmm. And call the timeout. I said, all right, we're gonna get the ball, Kyrie, one four. Everybody flat on baseline. I said, do what you do. Mm -hmm. And he stopped and went on the court. Then he came back. He said, Coach, what would you do? Mm. I said, I would shoot the three. Mm. Wow. I said, I would shoot. I said, I would put him out there misery. Right. So he has the ball. You know, he's at the, you know, little bit beyond the three-point line, just looking at the clock. The clock started running down. He took a couple of steps. The dude backed up. Bam. Three. Mm. Wow. Mentality. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that killer. But I, like I said, I would have shot the same thing. Right. I would have tried right. to shoot a three to put him out of the misery. Right. Right. So Kyrie, right? Yeah. Kyrie at a, at a young age, obviously. Right. What was some of the early things you saw, like, yo, this kid's going to be great? Or did you not see those things when he was a younger player? No, you know what? When he first, when we drafted him, I, I told everybody he's going to be rookie of the year. Mm. I said, I'm telling you right now, this kid is special. He had no weeks, weaknesses. Okay. You know, I said, man, you know, God bless us with the number one pick and we get a chance to get this kid. After a workout, I was like, this dude's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Had no weaknesses. I mean, can go left, right, pull up off the jumper, you know, mm -hmm. with, with, off the dribble, uh, catch and shoot, could post up. Great finisher when he got to basketball with either hand. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, this dude is amazing. Wow. Now, I had Chris Paul. I had Jason Kidd. I had right. Baron Davis. I had some great boy, point guards. Ooh, boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this dude had no weakness. Wow. So I knew, you know, going into his rookie year that I was like, man, I'm telling all those sports right he going to win it, you know, a rookie of the year. I'm telling right. you right now. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be an all-star multiple, you know, multiple times. Mm -hmm. I said, and if he stays healthy, God willing, mm -hmm. he'll be a Hall of Famer, right. you wow. know? And that still is true today. I mean, he, he's had so many injuries right. and things that he had to, you know, kind of get over. And then he's had some other stuff where the world is flat and all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> no, the mess. We, we got to talk about that, you know, one of these right. days. Yeah. Come on, guy, read, come on, dog. Really, we talk about You know, but talent-wise, he's different. He's different, but he's, he's really a... I think he's misunderstood in, in, in some in some instances, mm -hmm. but I think he's a really terrific young man. Mm -hmm. But the kid, talent-wise, mm -hmm. man, I, I, man, point guard-wise, is unbelievable. Listening to you talk, you, you, we had your your teammate Michael Cooper here, my man, ago. Yeah. Black Gable, <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting here telling us about a rookie, you know, uh, how you assessed him, and you know he did the same thing. They brought him down to assess Kobe. Yes. And he worked yes. out Kobe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was saying some of the same things, like, you know, they looking each other down. Kobe sized him up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, you yep. know, he's denying Kobe. He's, he's, he's playing Kobe, like, left, right, whatever the case may be. And, and, and Kobe is he's balling. He's countering yeah. everything that, you know, that uh, you know, Michael Cooper is defending him on. Yeah. So give us something about, you know, obviously you, play, you came his rookie year, mm -hmm. came back. Give us something about... Kobe that you saw 
you know, similar to what you saw in Kyrie, like, oh, yo, yo, yeah. yeah, this 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 kid is gonna be be that be that guy. And honestly, we we obviously knew and saw his struggles in the playoffs, yes, shooting yes, the air balls yes. and things of that nature. Yeah. But aside from that, what did you see? You know, I, I saw hunger with this kid that I hadn't seen in a long time. Mm. You know, he would be at the gym shooting 10 o'clock practice. He, he's there at 8 o'clock, 8.30. And they didn't even have the lights on. He's out shooting. Because mm. I remember coming to practice because at that time I was old. I needed to get that hour and a half, yeah, yeah. Stretch, stretch, you know, ice <laughs> down, get my heat packs on right, and all that. Yeah. And I came in one day and it was at the forum. And I'm walking in, I can hear a ball bouncing. Mm -hmm. So I go out towards the court, you know, and I... I mean, from, from afar, I still couldn't see nobody because it was dark. So I right. get halfway to the court, and I saw Kobe shooting. Mm -hmm. And I stood there for probably about a minute. And I was like, this dude, you know, I was like, Loves wow. It. You know, went back, saw my boy Gary. I said, how long has he been here? Mm -hmm. He said, he got here before I did. Wow. And Gary Vitti, Gary Vitti's long-time trainer. trainer. Yeah, mm -hmm. still greatest trainer ever, man. Yeah. I mean, wow. He was like, this kid's been here, you know, I don't know what time he got here because he was here before I got here. <laughs> wow. you know, when I got That's here, awesome. he was already dressed and was about to walk out of the court. Yep. And then going through practice and watching him play, mm -hmm. you know, I was just like, man, this, this kid has a chance to be amazing. Wow. And then he would sit by me during games and just ask me questions. Yeah. Just sitting there asking questions. So we got to be real tight right, right. because he was a sponge, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and he would just sit by me on the bench, on the bus, you know, just mm -hmm. ask questions. Mm -hmm. Can we go here? Can we do that? You know, what about this? What about that? Mm. And I remember sitting down talking to him, and I was like, what do you want to do on this league? You know, what do you want to get out of it? Mm -hmm. And he said, I want to be one of the greatest players to ever play in this league. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we, we looked at each other and just stared at each other, and I looked at him and I said, you will be. Mm. I said, wow. you will be. You keep working like you're working, you will be. Right. And so it was amazing just his work ethic was something that I had, you know, even at 18 years old, yeah. right, right, right. was Mm -hmm. Far above any guys that was in the league at that time. Right. And yeah. fast forward to now, <clears throat> mm -hmm. we obviously know Kobe pretty much a, a carbon copy uh, of a guy that obviously mm -hmm. you guys have had duels with, battles with out of Chicago uh, and Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, give us something that's, that you saw in Kobe. Similarity. Yeah, yeah. a lot of sim similarity. Because yeah. obviously, like I said, we've seen some CGI yeah. stuff. Yeah, not the physical stuff. Right, right, right. Some right. of that mental no, the mentality. stuff. The mentality. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you talk about those two guys, Kobe's mentality was so much like MJ's. Because mm. MJ was a I'm going to kill you mm -hmm. type guy. You know what I mean? You know what so I mean? when so you, you talk no about prisons. your top three or your top five, like, greatest players, where, where does he rank? Because a lot of people throw, throw in LeBron and... And, and 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 MJ and 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 Kobe sometimes get Kobe. lost. Yeah. Like they they don't. They, it's almost like they've forgotten what he did. Like he, what he, he did for fifteen who years. Who he is? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you put a top ten together, I think it goes without saying. Kobe's in the top ten, no, without question. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. If somebody you know that's supposed to be an NBA aficionado yeah, says right. that he's not in the top ten, you got to drug test his ass. Yeah. Something wrong. Yeah. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. When you talk about Kareem. You talk about um, Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You talk about Magic Johnson. You talk about Tim Duncan, mm -hmm. who's, you know, Ooh, the, yeah. a lot of people don't talk about Mr. Fundamental. Mr. Fundamental because he just didn't do nothing flashy. But, right. man, you know, he was Results. unbelievable. You know? Results. And, and you got Kobe in there, LeBron in there. You got 10 guys that you can name almost like that. Right. Now, it gets hard when you go to the top five. That's when it gets hard. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You know, because to, to, to me still... As much as I love MJ and, and you know, everybody's already kind of said he's the greatest, and I think it's hard to, to say who's the greatest because of errors, because Kareem, mm -hmm. to me, was the greatest. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at what he did in high school, college, pros, mm. there's no resume close to his, you mm. know. UCLA plays three years, win three national championships, win three player of the year. Mm. Right, you know, right, and only right. we need him four, winning four years in a row because freshmen wasn't allowed to play varsity. Wow. wow. And he used to always tell us that, you know, their, their, their varsity team at UCLA was ranked number one in the country. He oh, said, but I on campus, they were ranked number two. Two, because the <laughs> JV team, his <laughs> team, what? he said, beat them in practice. I didn't wow. know that. You know, That's so I, I think everything that he was able to establish and do Mm -hmm. uh, when it when it goes when it comes down to the body of work, 
I think he's the greatest of all times. If you, right. you know, but there's going to be arguments because right. of course you, know, you of got course. your LeBron lovers, right. yeah, oh, yeah, who I love. Sure. I think LeBron's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You got your MJs, you know. So mm -hmm. it's always those three guys that you know people talk about. But Kareem seems to be left off that list Absolutely. more times than not. True, you know. So when, when when we come to talk talking about the the best players of all time, I think you know when you talk about the top ten, Kobe Bryant is in there. You know. A hundred thousand out yeah. of a hundred thousand. Hundred lists, he should be in there a hundred times. Yeah, right, right. When you get to the top five, then it's going to be debatable. Always. You know, because for me, top five, you know, greatest, I, I'm always a position guy. I go by who's the top, who's the top position, center, yeah. who's the top power forward, who's the top small forward. Point guard to me, greatest point guard of all time is Magic Johnson. Okay, right. well, let, let's go over that. Okay, you got Magic at your one. Yeah. Okay, who's at your two? Michael Jordan. All right, who's at your three? That's debatable. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's the one I have trouble with. That's the tough one. That's the tough that's one. The tough Number one. four, though, is Tim Duncan. Right, right. Number five for me is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. So, so, so oh. your number three, what, 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 what criteria? Yeah, and, and, what and what guys, Yeah, and, and who are, who are you, who's in that debatable category? So you got Tim Duncan. That's you your, got Tim Duncan. So start. in that debatable you know, category for number three, that three position is, is Larry Bird. Right. Who's one of the best. Larry Bird, man, I mean, you know, you, you talk about the guy that didn't have phys physical talent-wise, right. couldn't run. Right, couldn't you jump. Know, wasn't, yeah, couldn't <laughs> jump. But, but at the end of the game, he got 25, 14, and 10. And talking noise. And talk shit the whole game. Uh, really? That's yeah. right. Man, that's talking. what I hear. Talk. He was a noise. Look, that's listen. what I hear. What? So, I mean, LeBron is in that, you know, in that list. Yep. You know, yep. obviously <laughs> at that three spot. You yep. know, with him, Larry, you, Dr. J, what he was able to do to the game. Yep. It, that, that, that one's the Ooh. hardest one for me. Absolutely. You know? And I if agree. I had to pick, I would say LeBron. Okay. But okay. but I would be like, man, okay, let me really go back to some of these threes and look at them yeah, and right, see what right. they brought to the table. Yeah. Larry Bird to me. Mm. It was so much fun playing against him because he talked so much shit. Well, what he what he hit you? What what what's something oh, simple he man. hit you with? He hit you with you, you. You jump high, but you don't jump that high. You can't get this. <laughs> he hit you with. Listen, guys, don't don't worry about the play. I'm gonna go right over here, catch it, and shoot it in y'all face. Any damn thing y'all can do about it. And he did it. And he did it. Ooh. You know, so I remember Bird. the thirty the thirty for thirty. We was talking about you know the the, mm -hmm. the rivalry between the Lakers right, and Celtics. Right. And I, I remember talking about, yeah, he talked a whole lot of shit, but I guess it ain't shit talking if you backing, backing it up. Backing it up. Yeah, I'm just and talking. he was backing it up, right. you know. Right, right. And that was one of the greatest things I loved about him and the fact that the story goes that when he played against Denver, they had a guy named John Hanslick. You remember John Hanslick? No, I don't Six, know. Seven, Notre Dame, Notre Dame guy, white guy, really good defender, okay. right? Okay, okay. They put him on Larry, and Larry was weighing his ass out. Absolutely. And Larry would run by the bench and tell Doug Moe, who was the coach, yep. Coach, yep. get him off me. <laughs> That's right disrespectful. <laughs> no, that's disrespectful. Yes. And it's like, what's disrespectful? Yeah. She says, disrespectful for y'all to put a white guy on me. Yeah. Put, put a black guy on me. Put a black guy on me. That's why he gives Coop so much. He still says to this day, Coop is the best defender, defender. he's ever played against. Wow. Really? But he was like, you, sh you disrespected me by putting a white guy on me. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. But that's Larry, because when I he played you. back in the day, that's all he played against was brothers. That's So hilarious. he was like, don't put no white guy on me. That's disrespect. So, what? So when he you, did though. that, he said, I, I had to torch his ass so they understand. <laughs> and you ain't going to see him again. Get him off me. Yeah. But that I, I, was Larry Bird. If you put a white corner on me, during, I would feel the same way. <laughs> like, don't put a white corner that's out here. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't say that. But that's how you feel. But that's, that's how, how I, I felt. Because, like I said, I wasn't. Like I said, we went to small schools. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and I was starting to get my feet wet in San Francisco, starting to really, like I said, playing uh, under the wings of, of Jerry Rice, starting to kind of get my feet wet. And this is when Jason Seahorn started playing. Yeah, Seahorn, yeah. So it was like, yeah, again, yeah. you know, one of those great white hope type of things. And I'm like, he's coming in highly tired from the Giants. Like, so it was like that matchup. Right, right. And in my mind, I'm like, I get it, but I don't. don't like, so I'm not gonna allow this dude to. I'm a cat torture ass. <laughs> I, I, no, I, me, I, I get it. Because I know, you know, we got homies, you know what I mean? We got right, people right, watching the right. game. Like, how you gonna let that dude shut if you down? Talking smack if he, oh, yeah, if you shut you down, they're gonna talk all yeah, kinds of stuff. I'm like, gonna yo, never I, live it down. Dude, I'm like, but that was my mentality. Right. I saw that and, like, it fueled me. Right, yeah. So it was like, I had an aggression. Every time I got that ball, I was trying to do something with right. it. That's Something funny. with it. I'm but like, see, yo, I, I get you. I, I respect you to a degree, but you're right. not gonna. You ain't gonna be out here with no, me. No, you're not but, gonna but lie. But like you said, you felt that way. Larry said the shit. I you know, know. I know. <laughs> to the coach. All right. To he the went coach. by the coach and told him to get him yeah. off me. The whole bench. That's disrespectful yeah. for him to be on me. I mean, that's I how Larry it. Bird was, and that's. I love it. 
you know, I mean, one of the reasons that he's still one of my favorite people and players to watch back in the day yeah. is because he was true to himself. Awesome. True. Mm. You know, true, he was yeah. true to himself. Even the incident with Isaiah saying it well, if he was a black player, you know, you remember that, be that, another that player, little, right? And Larry was like, man, I don't pay no attention to that stuff. Right, you know, right. wow. man, y'all want to do a press conference for all this, man, I want to go play, play ball. You right, know, yeah. and I love that about Larry. Right, yeah, right. Larry's he was just legend, true to man. man. Larry Legend was a bad boy. That's what I try Period. to tell people all the time. Right. They just don't, they don't want to put him in there, just be like, you don't understand. Because again, right. he had he had the killer mentality. Oh, he man. had the Jordan Kobe mentality. In a sense, he was like, uh, uh, like Tim Duncan, you know what I mean? Yeah, no fan You guys no heard nothing. about it, you know what I mean, him trash talking, but his game, like I said, you did, we didn't hear any of no. that, you know what I mean? No. Like, he just went out and played, you know what I mean? He just yeah. put it, he just put in work. Yeah. Like you said, you look at the stat sheet at the end of the day, he's 25, 10, yeah, 5, whatever. Triple right, double. right. Double. Can't like jump, nothing. can't outrun nobody. <laughs> right. But he understood how to play. He was smart as hell. His basketball right, IQ right. was so high. Right. And he could, he, he, he could see the – and this is what I say about great players. And same thing, T.O., with you guys when you guys played as well. Mm -hmm. The game is in slow motion. Yes. When you're a superstar. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Everybody else, is, the game is going 100 miles an hour, but you see it frame by frame. Yeah. So he's already seeing stuff before it happens. Mm -hmm. So he knows as soon as I catch it, I got Kevin McHale over here. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And that's how his brain worked. And he mm -hmm. was so smart, man. It was just... It, it was just, it was fun to watch him play. It wasn't fun to play against his ass. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, I mean, right. Coop had to guard him. I did. I was like, oh, God, hey, I'm going to admire Coop, him from afar. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you got him, Coop. You know, right. Coop didn't yet have to guard him. You know, James had to guard him. You was over there on Dennis Johnson. But I'm like, he man, this dude, him. you know, when I went to the bench and was just watching him, he's like, man, I'm going to go right over here to the corner. I'm going to catch and shoot. There ain't damn thing y'all can do. Do about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of the phrase you said just then that you didn't want to play against a guy like that, it's going to be hard to guard him. And obviously we've talked about Kobe. What do you think players going into a game uh, having to play against Kobe? Kobe? What do you think their mentality, mentality is, was? Because listen. as you said, it's like, it's not enjoyable knowing that unless <laughs> you're, you're a competitor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing yeah. Because let's talk about the the, the – the year that he just went off, he had like 50, like a streak of like 50 games, games in a row. row. Yeah. Like yeah. five or six of them. Yeah, one against me, because I remember coaching <laughs> and it was like, but, but I can tell you exactly what, you know, how players feel, T.O., because I had to guard MJ. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And every game that I went in playing against MJ, first of all, I was like, man, I'm happy it's just twice a year. You right. know, he ain't yeah. in the West because yeah. I'm happy it's twice a year. 
And it wasn't I was scared. It was just like I know this dude's a killer. Mm-hmm. I said, but I got to I got to go out here and show up. Yep. Right. You know, I'm going to challenge his ass as much as I can. But I also had to understand that, you know what, play off his weakness. And, and it, at the time, it was his jump shot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm going to embarrass him to make him shoot jump shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was games where I guard him. He was 6 for 26. Mm. And then there was game. The most he scored on me was 39. Okay. Yeah. You know. That's a lot. And that's a lot. You know, and he was averaging 31. So, yeah. you know. But the six for 26, I was like, all right, did my okay. job. Yeah. The next time right. I played, oh, that, what? you know, that's he had 39. Yeah. But it would take him 30 shots to get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm like, that's all right, I'm going to make it hard that's on you. That's a hard 39. I'm going to make it hard as hell. Right. You know, yeah, it's not an you know, easy. You're going to respect. I'm, I respect you, but you're going you're gonna to have to work for this. Right. So if, right. a guy, if a guy's getting an easy 39, then you try. You can count. But it's funny because we played against him. In the form, and it was uh, my 10th year in the league. So it was my last year with the Lakers at that time. We had drafted a guy, Anthony Peeler, yeah, from Missouri. Yeah. Lefty. Lefty, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I hurt my ankle. So the trainer's like, I don't know if you're going to be able to play tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we'll see. You know, let's just wait till game time. So Chicago's bus is coming down the form, mm-hmm. and I'm walking out. MJ gets off, and he was like, B. Scott, what's up? I said, mm-hmm. man, what's up, MJ? He said, man, I heard you ain't playing tonight. I said, yeah, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if you don't play, who's going to guard me? <laughs> I said, Anthony Peter. He said, the rookie? Shit, 50. Swear to God. Swear to God. And so, no hesitation. No hesitation. <laughs> so I go home. I come back to the game, got my suit on. You know, the players go out to warm up, and then Anthony's coming towards the bench. And I say, Anthony, listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he's going for 50 tonight. So what you don't want to do is piss him off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said, this is how you guard MJ. I said, don't be all physical and, and, and trying to body him because he, he's going to go around you, man. Yeah. I said, back up, give him space, dare him to shoot jump shots, challenge him. He make him, he make him. Right. Yeah. I got him. I got him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time MJ scored, he looked at me on the bench. <laughs> Told you. 54. <laughs> Ooh. What? 54. <laughs> and Mr. Dunk, Mr. Breakaway Dunk that hit the back of the room. Yeah, I remember oh, that 54. one. 54. side yep, joint. Yeah, yep. I remember. Told me, he said, 50. 54. Ooh, I love Ooh. it. That's how bad that boy was. Whoa. Mike was a bad dude. Man. Mike was a bad, bad dude. Bad man. No, so if, you, if you're like, okay, you're going to play the game, right? You're injured. Yeah. And then you say he goes out and scores 50. Do you tell the media that you're injured? You're like, I wasn't no, feeling 100 I wasn't tonight. 100%. No. Okay. Good. You know, we, we had our little saying, you know, with the, with the Lakers, purple and gold. You put it on, there's no excuses. Yeah, you put what? it on, it's on. You That's put your it. uniform on, we don't want to hear shit. You come out here and play. All right. Well, let's know. take it back to, to the 2022 Lakers, right? You put it on, like, how do you think the, the new Laker look is going to, you know, do this this coming up year? Yeah, we have Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham being the head coach. Yeah, he yeah. I want to know, too, to your point, just put yourself in Darvin Ham's shoes right now. Mm-hmm. You get no draft picks this year. You have your roster basically from last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. The West is not changing. Mm-mm. And it's going to get stronger. It's getting tougher. Right. It's getting tougher. Right. Getting tough. tougher. Yep. It's about to get tougher. How do you get the roster that you have right now to be able to compete and better what they had than what they did last yeah. year? Yeah. You know what? I, I show a lot of films of last year. Mm, of what we Ooh. didn't do. Because that hurts. Because you got to hey, address that. This hurts. Is the same, yeah, this is the same roster, guys. Because, mm. you know, first of all, his hands are tied. You ain't got draft picks. Right. You can't trade certain guys. Right. You know, even though everybody's been talking about that, trading Russ and all this stuff. First of, the, of all, the, the cap, the salary. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was Russell's fault. You right. know, I love Russ, too. I love the way that he plays. You know, yep. he was, Kobe was one of his biggest fans because he loved the, the way this guy oh, competes every yeah. night. Mm-hmm. You know, so. With this this team that we got coming up, number one, you got to stay healthy. Yes, that, that's number one. If well, you stay I think healthy, they, to your point, they have addressed that the the, the training staff oh, or the, gotta, yeah. the trainer staff. that they right. had right no longer there. Well, you know what, Gary Vitti, when when Gary Vitti retired, that that's a huge hole oh, to fill. Sure. Darvin Ham, he has to address some of the issue. Healthy, that's he can't do anything about mm, that. Problem. Right, right. I mean, obviously, that, that, that's the onus on an Players, individual yeah. player themselves to take care of the bodies, do what's necessary. Mm-hmm. They're obviously aware of the injuries. How do you address or how does Darwin address some of the glaring things that prevented, you know, them from getting where they needed to be? Obviously, like I said, there's chemistry, continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot of veteran guys. We didn't mention Carmelo Anthony. Right, um, right. And obviously, like I said, you think about 
Russell, the, the units that he was on the floor with, wasn't a great fit. I know he addressed a little bit of that um, in his press conference. But I think the main issue is Russell Westbrook. What do you think his conversation is going to be with Russell? Because I think that's the elephant in the room. Oh, no doubt about it. I, my conversation would be, the first thing would be is, you know, what are you willing to do? Mm. You know, are you willing to really sacrifice? Do you really want to win a championship? Right, right. Mm -hmm. You right. didn't got all the numbers. You didn't, right. you know, you, I mean, you didn't made all the money, got all the numbers. Are you really willing to win a championship? If you're willing to win a championship, mm -hmm. this is what you got to do. I, I even said, you know, last year when they were going through their struggles, if I was Frank Vogel, I said, you know what, I would have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with him and said, listen, I'm going to bring you off the bench. Mm -hmm. Bring you off the bench with the second unit. You can be Russ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You we know need I mean? you to be right. Russ at that point. You can be point. Russ. Yeah. You can get to the basket, take the shots. With this first unit, you can't be Russ because you don't have the ball in your hands. Mm -hmm. Right, right. LeBron's going to have the ball in his hands, mm -hmm. and rightfully so. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay? And if we're healthy with AD and LeBron out there, we won a championship with that combination before. Mm -hmm. But bringing you off the bench with Carmelo, mm -hmm. okay, another guy that's a catch. Carmelo, same thing. You're going to be able to catch and shoot like he did last year. Anyway. Yep. He, he was able to fulfill his role. His right. role, yeah. Russ wasn't able to. Right. right. So that's my first conversation. Mm -hmm. But when I, like I said, going back to showing your know, videos and clips of last year, mm -hmm. you one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Yes. I'm going to show you all the clips on all the breakdowns. Right. And guys, is this, is this who effort. we are? It was just effort. It yeah, was a lot of exactly. Effort. It's, it's not. Effort. That's all defense has ever been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. effort. Yeah. You know, if, if you can give me that second and third effort. Yeah. You right, know, because right, you're right. going to get beat. Yeah. But when you get beat, are you just going to stand there? Or are you going to go to where you think the ball is going? You know, are you going to help a teammate? Anticipation. Anticipation. Mm -hmm. Sink it to the level of the ball. Mm -hmm. Things of that nature. So my first conversation with those guys is, I'm going to show you a bunch of tape of last year and how we were terrible mm -hmm. on the defensive end. And I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. Right. Can't. Can't do You know what anyway. I mean? Because it's so glaring. You got to see it. Yeah. Then that second portion of that is talking to Russ one-on-one -on -one and mm -hmm. telling him this is what you got to do. And are right. you willing mm -hmm. to sacrifice, mm -hmm. you know, to win a championship? And if the answer is yes, okay, those are words. Yeah, right. Right, right. Those are words. I want to see the action. If, you have, if, you, if you're a champion, right, and you've won championships and you have to tell a player who's a great player but he hasn't won championships, you being a great player has nothing to do with winning championships. Correct. And they don't want to understand Correct. that at times. You know, it's like you got to understand, like, there's a way to do the championship thing. There's a way to do the get $200 million right, right. thing. <laughs> right, it's right. really two total different right. situations. But I if think, you do the championship thing, you're going to get the money anyway. That's going to come. What I'm that's what I keep telling yes. if, if you win, yes. and the, the, my rookie year, that's the one thing the Magic told me. He was like, look, when we win, we all win. And, you know, I'm, a rookie. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, no, you don't understand. Right. Like, yeah, I do. We win a championship, we all we win. All win. He's like, you don't understand. He goes and, beyond. Yeah, he, he, he was right. You know, because the right, next though. year we won the championship, all the endorsements and people, you know, Everything. I mean, just coming at you, you yeah. know, where you turning down stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's like, man, I got this, I got this. Yeah. And then what they couldn't afford to pay Magic, you know, Magic mm -hmm. would tell them, and he was great. He was like, look, you got to pay me this amount. And they was like, well, we don't have that. He said, well, call Byron or call Coop or that's call awesome. Jane. Boy, that's my they call us. Days. You that's know, awesome. we was like, yeah, I'll we'll do it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to be you talking about. So <laughs> right. we, we made so much money, you know, during the off season. Yeah. I came back to training camp. I was like, but now I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know, and like you said, these guys don't understand that. They have to be receptive. I, I, obviously, that's to your point. Ab absolutely. They have to be receptive. Absolutely. To really somebody that's been there, done that. And yeah. I was like, said, your accomplishments are your accomplishments. But that doesn't mean, like, like I said, you know it all and your talent is going to really get you there. Yeah. Um, I think, for one, I think also, I'm a basketball fan. Like I said, love Russ, love what, he, what he's done, what he's accomplished. I think what's missing in his game is a jump shot. Like, shoot, a jump shoot. consistent shooting. one, yeah. Consistent right. Jump shot. So, with, is that something that you would address? Like, you talking about pulling him in one-on-one. -on -one. Like, that's something as a point guard and what he lacks in his game. Yeah. Because I'm like you. If you you know a guy's weaknesses, it's just like you saw with MJ. You know that he can't really shoot that well. At that point in his career. At that point in his career, I'm going to back off. I'm going to let you shoot. Yeah. If you if you saw a lot of the games last year, a lot of teams just I mean they were you Russ I'm the defender I'm just, they were guarding him like this yeah. right so yeah. like you said I mean he he's got to obviously do you think, do you you know, think work that's on in that. is, is that in him to 
go work Cause on I, this Because I know, game. bro, you gotta be, not just a, pre, you gotta be a realist to yeah. understand what yeah. you're good at yes. and what you're so not it's good not, at. It's not that I mean, bro, you don't need, a, I don't need, like I know what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. I don't need a coach to come in and show me. Like, bro, or like, tell me, you know, yeah. like, you need to work on the, No, I already know. But, here, but here's real talk, because when they were playing the Lakers the year before, before he came to LA, obviously, right, the Lakers played them the same way. They just let yeah. him shoot. So why yeah. would you go get that and add that to your roster? That's what I didn't, I didn't think that was a, the good move. Listen, I didn't think that was the right listen, move. I, listen, they won the championship. Your bubble, all that crap don't matter. They won it two years ago mm-hmm. with two superstars mm-hmm. and about five great role, role, role players, players. players that understood Kyle their roles. Kyle Kuzma, yes. Alex Caruso, Caruso, KCP, big. and Danny Green. There you go. And, and you can throw they, Dwight Howard and, and, and yeah, JaVel yes. McGee in there as well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In the playoffs. They had great role players that understood Stood. their their roles. Yep. And especially JaVale McGee. Yeah. Understanding his journey of what, <laughs> where Listen. he started and where he's ended up. Yeah. JaVale said, look, I, I'm going to set picks and roll and block shots that's and it. rebound. And, and be cool with it. Right. And win a championship, uh, you know. And that's a credit not only to JaVale, but I think that's a discredit to the coaches that had him initially because when he went to the Golden State Warriors, they understood mm-hmm. what he brought to the mm-hmm. game and used it to the T. Yeah. 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 I, no, I, I agree 110% with everybody's you. everybody's like, yo, who is this guy? Right. <laughs> he been so here. I'm watching he everybody. And I'm, right. He, he, he's right. been watching. He's on, he's on ESPN for all the wrong reasons. Well, Sha- Every Sha- week. Shaq and the fool. Shaq Shaq I mean, he was, he was on there. That's it, right. I thought it was JaVale the fool. I mean, exactly. I thought they were going to rename it. It was so much. But, but like you said, to his credit, he understood at a point in time that, okay, you know what? I got to be a role player, and there's certain things I got to do on a night-to-night basis mm-hmm. to get playing time mm-hmm. and to be able to win. The one thing that I do, I don't, I, when, I, when I used to coach, I didn't leave it up to the player. I said, this is, what, this is your role for this team. Mm. And I would put it on the three-by-five card, mm-hmm. and everyone started off with defend. Oh, mm. yeah. Everyone. You know, here's yours, here's yours, here's yours, and everyone started off with defend. That's the mentality. Big guys, yeah. Yep. Some of them, next, one thing, next thing was rebound. Mm-hmm. You know, but whatever it was, it was defined on that card. Mm. So you couldn't go to the public and, and the media and everything and say, well, I don't know my role. That's a bull. I gave it to you in training right, camp. Right, this right. is your role with this team. Right, right. Now, mm. with another team, it might be different. But what I need you to do right. with right. this team. This team needs right. you to do. This is what you got to do to be successful and wow. for us to be successful. So what, is, wow. so what, is, what does Darvin Ham need to do to be successful? What is his challenges? Oof. He's got a bunch of because he's got a bunch of guys right now that, like you said earlier, that don't have any chemistry whatsoever. Right. They have no, cohe- no uh, cohesiveness right, right. So, right, mm-hmm. right now whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? He's got to get them to buy in to playing championship defense every single night. Mm-hmm. Two teams that's in the finals right now, number one and number two in D- defense. defense. Always. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Golden State, you know, they've been there six times in the last eight years. Every year they've won a championship or even been to the finals, they've been in the top three on the defensive end. Defensive side. Go back to the Lakers in the bubble. They won the championship. They were one of the top defensive, defensive teams yep. in the NBA. Yep. It's not a secret. No. no you no. know what I'm saying? Defense wins Football. championships. Defense. Absolutely. Yeah. If you got a great offense, but you don't have a great defense, okay, you yeah. know, there's going to be some times where it's going to be one of those, you know, yeah. up in the air game. But if you got a, a great defense and a good offense, yep. you got a chance to win Baltimore. Well, championship with defense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it, it's not a mystery. So he's got to get these guys to buy in to playing defense every single night and holding each other accountable. Accountable, yes. Yeah, you know, I don't, think they, I don't think they do that. I don't think they hold each other accountable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, again, it's more of a, you know, we're having fun. Person, that's what I see. I go, look. Yo, you have fun when you win. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my whole. Because I can see it. I don't want to hear that. We have no fun when you're losing in well, a city you like this. Right. You know, you're having fun it, it when you win. Fun. It can't be fun when you're in that press conference. That's when it gets real. After the game, you don't right. play well. Right. And they start finding them questions at, at you, and you have to sit up there and answer it with a straight face. That can't be fun. It, it's not. You know? You know, and you guys know lo- losing ain't fun, man. No. Losing sucks. You know what I mean? Right, right. Especially winning. if you're a winner. Yeah, especially if you're a winner. If you're and you're a used winner. to winning. Yeah. What? And you got losers around you. Yeah. Man, I, I remember when I left the Lakers, I went to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Great time in Indiana for two years because Larry Brown bought me in there because I was a winner. And mm-hmm. he said, I need you to teach these guys how to win. How to win. Absolutely. Yeah. And I need you to score off the bench, you know, for me. And I need you to teach them how, your experience. Teach them. Veteran leadership. Yeah. And it was, it was great because I had Reggie Miller. Mm. I had the Davis boys. And Ooh. the number one thing with those guys, they wanted to listen and learn. Mm. Yeah. So everything that I told them, this is what we did mm. in L.A. That's right. why we won. And they they were like, it. okay, let's do that. Mm. And we got close. Yeah. Then I left. You know, I, I go to the expansion team, Grizzlies, and I'm with <laughs> these guys. I was like, Okay, that's what losers look like. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. It's just this a, is what losers look like. It's different. That it is, was, it is totally just, different. Yeah, it's a different. And I wouldn't mentality. say that it was. It was just a rebuilding. I mean, that was like a, that was. You talk about expansion team. To no no no. Expensive you put a bunch of, but they just losers. Them right, dudes right. they gotta lose. Because they're not yeah. trying, they're not, they're not doing Listen, their best day no, in the day. No, they come yeah. in for practice, they talking about what they did all night at the club That's and not what it. they you know, and then they come in, they That's you know, it. practice at eleven, they walking in at 1055. I'm like, dog. That's not it. And you can't like, win dog. like that. I've been there an hour and a half. You know, I go in the weight room, get my weights on, you know, get my workout in, right, right, right. go on the mm-hmm. court, get my shots up. You know, and then I'm ready to practice. Wow. These guys are just walking in, talking about we was at the club last night, blah, blah. I was like, man, that's what losers look like. Right, yeah. Right, and I right. found that out because I had never been on a losing team. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let, it just, let me it just separated this. it. From a coach's perspective, because this is what, what I always wondered as a player, right? I was never the go out and hang out type of guy. Or I would never not be ready to practice, right? Right, right. But when you saw a player you know, the hangout and you heard the story and you know he wasn't prepared, then goes out and has a bad game. What do you say to that guy? Or do Ooh, you say anything? Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I always said something because I couldn't help it. You know, no, so, <laughs> because, but, you know, I had Jordan Clarkson, who's okay. terrific. Mm-hmm. Love Jordan, you know. And then yeah, six man of the six year. Six man of the year, doing great in Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Boy can flat out ball. I held him back for a while until I thought he was really ready his rookie year. And then, then I was like, he's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, let's play mm-hmm. But then Jordan was a guy that likes to hang out. You know, right, he liked, right. But he was young, you yeah, know, and yeah. I understood that. In Los Angeles. In, in Los, Los Angeles. LA. I said, right. listen, L.A., I done seen <laughs> eat up a whole lot of people. <laughs> eat you up time. and spit you out. Absolutely. You know? And so me and Jordan having a talk one day, and, and I told him, I said, listen, I know, I know you go out. Mm-hmm. I said, and I don't ask people. People tell me. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. People are coming up. Yeah, I saw Jordan Clarkson out last night till 3 in the morning. I was like, so people are just coming up. Of course. And just giving me information. It's not like I'm trying to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we were in Sacramento. And Jordan was on the bus. Well, he came on the bus, and I was like, how'd you do that? What'd you do last night, Jordan? And I had already heard. Right, like, yep. And he, and the, the, the good thing about him, he wouldn't lie to me. He said, yeah, I went out last night, coach. Okay. I said, listen, I played too. Mm-hmm. I went out too. I said, I had fun as well. I said, but at midnight, I, my ass was back in the room. Mm-hmm. I said, because I got to get up the next day, and I got to run. And mm-hmm. Pat Riley's. Yo, his his practice wasn't no joke. You got to run and, and shoot around. Right, well, yeah, y'all walk through, just run through. Yeah, our shoot around <laughs> wasn't come in and just shoot the ball. Our yeah. shoot around was practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and heard. then we played. Yeah. And magic's the same way. It's like, no, nah, man, I got to push that ball up to down the floor tonight. You know, mm-hmm. so I can't be going out partying mm-hmm. and all this. Right. So I said, Jordan, I can understand you partying. It's okay. I said, but you got to understand when to say no and when. I got to get out of here. I got to get rest. Mm -hmm. I got to get off my feet. Mm -hmm. I said, you've been doing this for a while. I've been hearing about it. I said, but it's, I said, but you need to just kind of slow down and understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to be in this league? What do you want to get out? Yeah. What do you want to get out of this, right? That night, he hurt his ankle. Mm. That Mm. night, he hurt his ankle. And we was on the bus and he was just looking at me, shaking his head. Message. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, it gets no clear. Maybe over the last few days, you know. And now the kid is just, you know. Now he's he's phenomenal. Again, like I said, six men a year. But 
Who have you, again, you've been in LA a long time. I have. So have you seen anybody's career trending up, get to LA, lose? Because I've seen, I know a couple myself, again, got. Yeah, and I'm not gonna throw their names out there like that. I'm right, not, right. not, not the gonna throw name, them on the, but, you know what I mean? Right, not the name, but the career. Oh, like, yeah. You, you know, it's oh, just, yeah. Because people have to understand, playing in Milwaukee or it's, Miami it's, is totally oh yeah, different. Okay, LA see, and Detroit yeah, is totally yeah, different yeah. for a professional Playing athlete. in LA and playing in New York, Chicago, those are places that will eat you alive. Mm. And I've seen it, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, I've talked to guys, told them right when they got here, I'm like, hey man, listen, mm. LA, you know, will eat you up mm -hmm. if you ain't careful. So, you know, just watch what you're doing, watch where you're going, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I've been here all my life. Mm. Yeah. I said, so I know. I said, so, but I'm just letting you know. And then, you know, two months later, I'm like, mm. he gone. Gone. And, and, and to you guys' point, when you think about guys, I would say, being drafted here, there's a, I'm going to name three off the, off the bat mm -hmm. that you saw or kind of expected great things from mm. here mm -hmm. didn't happen but they've gone elsewhere, mm -hmm. and they are balling out. Played well. We okay. just mentioned Jordan Clarkson. That's mm -hmm. one for sure. Go Julius Randle mm -hmm. for sure, mm -hmm. and, and Brandon and Ingram. Mm -hmm. I already know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm in awe of what they've done. But I'm thinking, how did they get out of L.A.? Yeah. Because you, you know, think about you know, the state you of You know how they no, got out no, of I'm asking, I'm asking the guests here. <laughs> he, I'm, I'm oh, he knows guests. too. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the, how the assistant he, general manager. How do these guys get out here? Because you think of the state of where the team is now. Yeah, yeah. And think about what if those pieces were still here. In addition to those four guys that won the championship in the bubble, yeah. your KCPs, the Alice Caruso's, your Danny Greens, your Kyle Kuzma. Would a LeBron James led team? What do you think this team would be right now? Oh man, they they'd be in the finals. Absolutely. They'd be right playing now. right now. Yeah. I, I mean Jordan Clarkson was was a little bit of a mystery to me that they allowed him to get away. Julius Randle, you know, I thought that was a little bit of a mystery as well. I, I was, you know, fortunate enough to coach both those guys, mm -hmm. and both those guys were willing to work their ass off. Yeah, and, I, and I mean, I, I saw this on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Both those guys were. So I'm not shocked at all mm -hmm. that they're playing the way they're playing, they're playing in New York and in Utah. Not right. shocked at all. Ingram, when the deal was being done for you know for Anthony Davis, mm -hmm. I was sitting there. I was like, listen, I I, I hope you. I know you got to give get a lot, give a lot up. Right, but. It's, Don't give if it's up. between Ingram and Kuzman, try to sell him on Kuzman. Right, right, try right. Try to right, keep right, Ingram. Keep Ingram. Right, right. But, you know, New Orleans got to give him credit. They were smart enough to be like, no, no, yeah. we want Ingram. <laughs> we want that guy. And that young man is nice. Man, is yeah. he not balling? That young man is nice. Yeah, he's, about, he's trending and, up. And yeah. he's still he's trending. trending. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going he's, he's to continue to drip, trend up. Julius Randle has, I mean, he's shown flashes. They've been streaky. I think right now he's streaky. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Consistency is what I want to see more of. Obviously, he has that heart, has that practice. You can tell, and I've heard he's talked to Kobe, taking some of what Kobe, his blueprints of what Kobe has done, going to you know, uh, yeah, games or teams that they're about to play the night before, going to the gyms, mm -hmm. putting up mm -hmm. shots, this and that mm -hmm. and the other, okay. and you've seen it pay off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't see the, the expansion of his, his, his jump shot. You know, he was more of an inside right, guy right. when he was here. Right. Now you've seen him go and take his game out to the mid-range, to obviously shooting the three, yeah. um, to, like I said, the, the development of those guys, like I said, it's been, been awesome. It's been, to it's your been point, great to watch. Right. It's yeah. not, a, not a surprise to you. No, mm -hmm. not a surprise. Most, vi most improved player, you know, mm -hmm. Julian, and then six mm -hmm. men in a year, Jordan. Right. Uh, and then I, seeing the emergence of what, I mean, B.I., B. He, oh, he's their go-to yeah, player. Like I said. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you add, obviously, Star. Right. You add, you know, you add uh, Zion back to the mix, you know, this year. I mean, they could be like scary. Said, the West about to be crazy. The West is a problem. Yeah, they could be. It, yeah, the West about to be a problem. Yeah, so back to scary. the point, like <laughs> Darvin Ham and the Lakers lost LeBron. Have we seen LeBron's last championship? Because the West is not getting any easier because you got to look at what, what's, yeah. what's out of the West right now. You got the Phoenix Suns. You got Memphis. Uh, 
Memphis, Memphis boys. That's what I'm talking about. You got obviously the Warriors on Denver as well. Yeah. No, and and the Clippers. I mean, we didn't mention the Clippers. What can the Lakers? What can Lakers expect this year? Because obviously every year is championship. Yeah, it's championship. So, but do you honestly feel that? Because I understand Lakers. I've been out here ten years, and I get it. But sometimes you got to be a realist about these things. Yeah. Is it champ? Is this is this a championship year for you guys? I, I it's much. <laughs> well, you see, you got to be honest. You got me stuttering, man. You got me stuttering because I want to say, saying, you know, because I believe, I believe purple and gold. I know right. you do. You know, so I want to sit here and say, yeah, they they got a chance, but but I I don't see it this year. No. I don't see it this year unless they can make some big splash they have to. in, in, in some free agency they way. Have to. And I just don't see that happening. So, again, you got to go with what, you know, you got to go with the women you brought to the dance. And that's, <laughs> you dance that's, to the t- yeah, that's basically right. the guys they got right now. Right. And you got to fix their mentality of understanding that they got to, you know, they got to defend every single night. They got to mm-hmm. play for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be individuals thinking that I got to do this, I got to do that. We, we know LeBron ain't like that anyway. No, no, He's, right, LeBron's right. the ultimate team player. Right, right, right. You know, because if he wasn't, LeBron could lead the league in scoring every year every if he year, wanted to. Right. Yeah. True. So is it going to take those, those, those key guys in those key uh, positions? Obviously, your, your Russells, your, your Carmelo Anthony's, mm-hmm. your AD's. Mm-hmm. Is it going to take LeBron to, or, and everybody to get in the room like, yo, guys, this is, this is the challenge before us? Yeah. Yeah, multiple yeah. times. I mean, they don't have to get in rule with everybody else. It can just no, be no, those no, four guys. Be like those, you said, those, those four, four guys should have a meeting, absolutely. and LeBron should say, "This is what we got to do." Right. You know, and again, like I said earlier, everybody in that room is gonna say, "I'm with that." But with those words, you got to go out. And you got to go out on the court right, and right. show that you are right, right. willing to sacrifice every night. You know, on both ends of the floor, and if right. they are willing to do that. I, I still would not bet against LeBron James no, no, in I, a seven-game series. Uh, I mean, that's how dominant he can be. Right. right. He's, he's going to be he, He's similar to Tom Brady. You just don't. You don't bet against him. You don't bet, don't bet against him. I bet against but, him once. Right. I ain't never bet against Tom Brady ever again in life. Huh? Right. Like, and so, other so guys. Speak, speaking of coaching, so do you want to get back in Oh, to hell coaching? no. Done. No? Oh, hell what, no. what if it was like on the ASU? On the collegiate level, right? yes. Collegiate, okay. On the collegiate level, I would do it. Because you went to ASU, so that would yeah. also be a possibility. Yeah, but again, I, you know, Bobby Hurley is doing a great job yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a great AD who I know real well. Herm yeah. Edwards with the football yeah, program right. is doing ASU. You guys know Herm. I know, yeah. You know, Herm's the ultimate salesman, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the greatest communicator, mm-hmm. you know, around. You know, right, he's, right. he's just one of those type of dudes. So, if that job opened up, oh, absolutely, we'd be mm-hmm. interested in. But, like I said, have no interest whatsoever in the NBA. What's the pros and cons of being a head coach? Obviously, you you are a player. The money. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one. Yeah, obviously, that's one, yeah. the biggest <laughs> the biggest pro is that you get paid, right. You know, crazy as a head coach, right. opposed to being an assistant, assistant. coach, right? Okay. But the biggest, I mean. Every job has its plus and minuses. Right. I mean, one of the biggest minuses is that you really do have to understand that you got to get everybody on the same page, and that is a lot harder to do than mm. it is just saying it. Absolutely. You know, coaches-wise, too. You know, I got to hire a coaching staff that I know has my back and yep. I have their back. Yep. And one of my rules was always, you don't talk to the media. Mm. I talk to the media yep. only because I don't want them to have two different voices nope. or hear something different from you. And right. I said, because then me and you gonna have a problem, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So they hear from me only, you know. Mm-hmm. But everything we talk about in our meetings, guys, you know, you're at liberty to say anything you want. I, I, I thought it was upon me as a coach to get assistant coaches ready for the next level as well. Nice. So you got certain teams you're gonna scout, certain teams you're gonna, you know, do the scouting report on, you know, mm-hmm. for game day and all that, so they can get used to being in front of the team right, and talking right. to them. Yep. But you know, other than that. You know, the biggest challenge is always being able to get guys to be able to coexist mm. and think the same way and all want to just win. Yeah. You know. It's the hardest forget, thing. Forget scoring. Right. You know, win. Because at the, end of the day, at the end of the day with Russ, let's say he wins a championship. Mm-hmm. He can go to a party and talk to people and they can say, he can ask them the question, because I do the same thing. How many points did I score in my career? Mm. I don't know. How many championships did I win? What, three, four? Right. They know that. They remember that. They remember that. That's when you leave your legacy. Wow. Winning. Winning championships. That's what what leads your legacy. LeBron, as great as he is, you can ask somebody, unless he's a basketball craze, that will understand how many points he scored and all that. Right, right, right. His place in history and points and steals. 
But they'll remember how many times he went to the finals and how many championships he won. I remember that bubble don't count. I remember that too. <laughs> oh, you, can come, you can talk about that bubble all you want. That bubble counts. I don't care. There that it put is. us up there with Boston tied. So now we got to try to get one to get. Oh, That's why I'm, so, I'm rooting for Golden State so bad. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. have Boston go up to 19 and we had 18. I'm rooting for Golden State. To, so, so Golden State, if y'all hear me, <laughs> what y'all did in game two, do in game three, four, five. Let's hey, end this series. Hey, you know, one of my boys who was a diehard Laker fan, Anthony Shaw. He called me the other night because he tried, he tried to get me to bet against Golden State. Because he called me. Goes, he was crazy. He was like, who, who you got in this series? He knows I'm a Golden right, State right. Warrior fan. <laughs> so he wanted me to bet on Boston. And then he was like, man. He said, I said, who you got? He said, and he... He's like, I'm going with, I'm going with the Warriors because he's like, he's just like you. He's like, because Boston, Boston wins one more than the Lakers. I can't, like, I can't handle it. He, he, he knows. He's like, I'm gonna hear it from you from yeah, here on like, out. Gosh, I can't handle it to you. I, I'll be like, no, no. Hey, soon as they went to the final, but I did feel they were gonna beat Miami. I just thought they were much better basketball team. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and they were better equipped to play against Golden State. You know, yeah, uh, where it would yeah. be a good series. Right. Yeah, but oh, I was yeah. like, once they get there. I want them to win. I'm, right. I, hey, I'm betting <laughs> on Golden State everything I got right now. I'm like, look, please. You know, oh, I had to call Michael Thompson and say, man, go down and call Clay and them tell them. <laughs> Let's get this thing Make going. sure they get this series won. <laughs> I want to ask you one thing about Kobe. I, like, what is your yeah. proudest moment, you know, that, that you saw or you witnessed from Kobe? Because I was like I said, to, to yeah. be able to see him in his infancy stage, embryonic stage of his career. Yeah. Um, and have that talk with Kobe and then see it unfold the way that it did. Obviously, like, we as fans, we saw so many highlights, so many games, and either one game or one moment, moment kind of sticks out in our heads. What, is, what moment sticks out are you probably most proud of, you know, with Kobe? And I know that's probably, like, tough. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. is, but it's really two that, that come to mind, like, right away. Number one was uh, watching him watch Gigi play basketball. Mm. Wow. You know, that was it. Just watching him. Because he would chills. tell me, you know, because he would bring her to practice and he was like, Coach, she's like me. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. We, we got a, a, a miniature mama right, right, with right. a skirt? You yeah, know what right. I mean? Mama in a skirt. He's like, she got my mentality. She's going to be wow. a beast. And as we were talking, she's on the court shooting and playing. And I would look at her and I was like, whoa. You know, mm. so I remember he went to one of her AAU games. And probably a week before that game, he was teaching her to step back. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, step back, jump shot, right? So during this game, she stepped back, bam. Mm. Came down again, stepped back, bam. And, he, and Kobe was sitting there, and all of a sudden he did one of these, you know? Proud. <laughs> proud Just dad. a proud dad. Wow. Wow. You know, watching his girl mm. learn right. and take the advice that he was giving her and apply it. T- have it you know come into fruition right. And right you could tell how proud he was mm. of her. And that right there, I was just like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I almost start crying because I got a daughter right. you know, and I got kids. But just sitting down there talking to him and watching her after practice and the way he would go out there and work with her and then to see it come to fruition, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. It was just an unbelievable moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And then number two, obviously, you know, for me is the last game, 60 points, mm-hmm. you know, because that game started off rough. What? They I mean, he was drilled. like 0 for 7, 0 yeah, for 8. And I can remember just standing up, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it. And as he's going up and down the court, he missed another shot. You know, he come down, he missed. I was like, damn, I don't want Kobe to go out Go this out way. like that. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? That's all I kept saying to myself. I don't want him to go out this, this way. And then he got fouled. He was, goes to the free throw line. hits a couple of free throws. Comes down, hits a jumper, and then he started rolling. Started heating up. Oh, man, he started rolling. So, you know, taking him out in the second quarter, you know, I was like, I, I'm going to play him a lot. You know, I mm-hmm. said, but I got to give him a rest in this first half. Mm-hmm. Right. In the second half, I was like, you ain't coming out. You <laughs> it's know? all so, you. So, yeah, you're going to play the rest of this game. Mm-hmm. And I remember with six minutes left, I looked up, he had 40. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Right, right. You know, but he was on the bench. And T.O., when I mean, he was. <laughs> oh, he was yeah. laboring. He was hurting. But he wasn't going to stop, though. And I went to him and I said, all right, six more minutes left in this game. And it's just like it's only me and him. Every, you know, play, I got my board, but it's really like me. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I said, KB, you got six more minutes in that body of yours? You Absolutely. know what this is? This, you, you, mm. you said that last six minutes, it was just you and him? Yeah. You just told us at the beginning of the show, 
when y'all start out, it was just you just and me him. And him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and you're him right. Again. Me and him. That's just crazy. me and him. And it, it, it came full circle. Right. You know, 20 awesome. years later, awesome. it came full circle. And, and I'm looking at him, and he, I said, you got six more minutes left in that body of yours? He said, absolutely. Absolutely. Went out there and just... You know, and, and again, you know, us as coaches always trying to make everybody think that we got all these the special knows, plays right, and all right, that right. shit. Man, we would come to the bench. I was like, all right, Kobe, where you want it? I so. Catch it. Y'all get the hell out, get out the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, unless he call way. you, you know, and Julius, I said, hey, JR, unless he call you to set the set pick and roll, then y'all get the hell yeah, out the way. Still go he set the, the pick, Kobe come off, bam. Man, and then Kobe would just call him, come on back, you know, bam. And so that moment for me, especially at the end when he walks off the court, because he, he, he walks off with Shaq, mm. he hits, he hits uh, Gary V, mm. then he hits me. Mm-hmm. He gives me the biggest hug, and he says, I love you, coach. You know, and I was, awesome. you know, you awesome, know just it, it was a special, you know, I, wow. I'll never forget it. Absolutely. You know, uh, and then out. his speech, yeah, yeah, then his speech, you know, and then not only the speech to the crowd, but the speech in the locker room to the guys was, mm. he said, listen, I, I, I'm leaving this game with no regrets because I gave it everything I got every single night. Absolutely. He said, I didn't take plays off. Absolutely. And that That's right awesome. there, I was just like, if y'all, I, I, I told him, I said, if y'all don't learn from anything that, from this, yeah, something yeah, wrong with y'all. Yeah, yeah. I said, something mm-hmm. wrong with y'all. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and that was wow. just the greatest night, man. Absolutely. Ever man. for me. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming man, on the show, man. Taking your time pleasure, out, man. man. Sharing, sharing the wisdom, it. brother. Yes, sir. Yes, you, sure. know, you ain't done coaching. I got. Yeah. I got a- <laughs> I just got a feeling you ain't done coaching. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Coach. Just don't wish the Byron NBA Scott on me. That's is in the all. Building. Get your popcorn ready podcast. See you guys next week. Byron Scott. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.